Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Uh, here we are, Good Times, End Times Friday. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And uh, we just had... Uh, uh, Joshua and Aiden on yesterday. Uh, yes. That was, that was fun uh, for them to be with so me So much here. fun to have them. And I loved even just being reminded um, and hearing it from the youth. Yes. I think this is what's cool is to, to hear just how faithful God is and how they've been seeking him in this time and how he has been faithful to give them joy, even in what truly is a difficult season for both of them for yeah. different reasons. Yeah. And um, it was, it was great just to hear what's going on and how God has just been so faithful in the midst of it all. Yeah. Amen to that. Um, and it's fun to, fun to be part of that uh, and see the yeah. life, have a heart to abide and learn to speak God's will and uh, work through uh, uh, worry, fear, and anxiety. <laughs> right. So. I tell you, I think it's gotta be such a blessing. You know, I'm not, I'm not to the grandparent stage yet, but I look forward to that at some point, but to be able to see, you know, not only your kids walking with God, but now seeing your grandchildren yes. walking with God and abiding and seeking him. What a, what a testament to you and Linda, honestly, yeah, it's too. Really, it's fun, so fun cool. to be part of it. It is fun to be part of it. And, uh, and one thing we, we do talk about uh, grandparents uh, with their grandchildren is uh, look at it as a, uh, a seed planting and there will be harvest um, mm-hmm. and be careful not to try to, in other words, get it all done at once or to get it mm. quick uh, <laughs> that I need them, I need them, I need them. No, it's just keep pouring into them. Uh, look at it as a very long-term process of, right. uh, and, the, and the, I'd say the two things that Linda and I did particularly was uh, Linda was particularly good at um, every time she's in the car, every time that, that they were around, uh, she was teaching them Bible stories and worship songs right uh, and so uh and there's there's uh videos by the way uh uh, uh that are uh, you can order on amazon uh called uh, praise baby for little mm-hmm. really little ones and, uh, oh, and this, sweet. this is where they're playing uh classical interesting enough they're playing classical music mm-hmm. um and we even did it when they were you know four five six seven eight months old they were listening Right. Which, by the Um, way, classical music um, actually does something with the neurons in your brain and the neural synapses to make you better at math. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The math teacher in me had to tell you that. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) Uh, And then they have worship songs. And then as they uh, get older, it's called Read and Share. And Read and Share is uh, videos of Bible stories. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're beautifully done. And uh, and by the way, this is uh, uh, the one that did Praise Baby. Uh, and does these worship songs is uh, Jody Benson. Um, and do you know who Jody Benson is? I know the name. I can't place it off okay, the top of my you're, head. You're gonna you're gonna say, oh yeah, 
Uh, yeah. Jody Benson was the voice uh, of Ariel in The Little Mermaid. Oh, no way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Uh, so she was famous uh, with her voice and she's a believer. And so she took that idea that God gave her is, so I'd like you to use your, your voice yeah. uh, to make these videos. What did you, you call it? Praise baby? Baby oh, praise, praise? Yeah, praise baby. Praise baby. Um, and it's for younger ones and then read and share a little bit for older ones. Sweet. And okay, uh, they're beautiful, uh, beautifully done. But Linda, Linda invested in them. And then um, the other thing we did was we, we, and we did this along with their parents who were uh, very uh, faithful and teaching them abiding and, and walking with them and, and cooperating with them and processing with them. But uh, we would basically what I call do life together. And I don't have to go teach them like a study. It's that life is a study. And so they would, they would have, you know, as toddlers and young, young, young uh, uh, students in school and then going on to teenagers uh, stuff that they deal with. Um, and so they would, they talk, we taught them, come and share what's going on, what's happening, uh, what's real. They would. And then we say, okay, let's go see what God would say about this. And we, we took them to the word. Right. Well, let's see what the word has to say about this in terms of the promise, the application, discerning God's will for them personally. And then they saw it work because remember God's will isn't about what we do. It's of what he's going to do in our life. Right. And they got to experience that and say, wow, that, that really is wonderful to see. And again, it's not that they, uh, and we're in the series of overcoming uh, worry, fear, and anxiety. It's not that they were removed from trouble. Right. It's that in that process of life, they learned, well, let, let me go to the word about that. And what does the word have to say? And then as, it, as they received it and abided in it, they then were able to stand on truth and they became uh, ones that could communicate that truth to their peers. And they, and they said, you know, there's a lot of issues going on with gays and drugs and alcohol and sex and all kinds of stuff that they can speak into. Not, and they've learned, by the way, that, uh, and we actually talked about this a little bit on Wednesday when we talked about that discussion on self-control. Right. Uh, is they've learned, well, it's not going to do me any good to tell anybody what they should do. Right. What I'm going to do is invite them to go see what God has to say about it mm -hmm. and then let, let them process through as we are doing uh, that we know the truth and we're willing to speak that truth and, and reflect that truth and not just say it's fine. We think that may not be of God. The way they've approached it is, well, we think that may not be of God. Would you like to learn what God has to say about it? And, and of course, their friends are saying, yeah, I really would. Uh, right. So it's really interesting uh, to see. And well, one of the things you're really describing there too, and I know it's something you guys are so intentional about and Dan and I have been intentional about, it's really living out loud, yeah. living your faith out loud. Yeah, I like that. Um, and it's just no, you know, letting them be a part of, I think I get a lot of questions about parenting just because my kids do have a strong faith and, um, and that idea of inviting them in to see how we process with God even, yeah, yeah. and then, you know, leading them back to his feet when they need to process with him and all of that, just doing it out loud, you know, so that it's not this hidden secret place only, but inviting them into seeing what God is doing in your life and in their life. I yeah. think it's a big deal, yeah, you know, absolutely. and then they do that. They do that with their friends. 
just live it out loud. This is who I am. This yes. is who God says I am. And I get to hear from him. So do you want to hear too? Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah and that, by the way, is the essence of what, 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 what we're doing. This is the covenant life is, well, we we're called to live it, uh, which means we are to be blessed. Let God resolve things through our life and give us uh, favor um, and resolve all the issues of life, which, by the way, they continue uh, so that we can give it away. Um, And it's a flow through process that everybody that lives this way will be being blessed and will be asked to give it away, just like our grandkids are. Well, they're asked to give it away uh, as part of the process. And and if we can get the more that more that we have people receiving it the more ability there will be to get, give it away, you know, right. so right. Uh, it's quite exciting. Well, as we talk about, um, uh, we've been talking about the end, we're getting into a, a, a place where we're actually right now about to enter uh, the discussion in Revelation where the the judgments have started and are coming. Uh, remember that's at mid-trib, uh, three and a half years. Uh, and then that ushers in God's wrath against uh, the world and the people of the world, because they're following the Antichrist, who has established himself as God. And God says, um, there can be no other God but me. And there isn't any other God but me. And so the, the wrath comes, the judgment comes. So um, as we're talking about that uh, and watch the signs and watch what it happens is there's something going on today that um, uh, is kind of illustrative of this and one that we need to discuss and I'm sure, uh, by the way, this has been now happening over the last couple of weeks, uh, that uh, there was an argument made before the Supreme Court uh, taking the Mississippi uh, state uh, decision on abortion. Right. Um, and uh, it was it was uh, presented. Uh, the lawyers came and argued the case uh, before the Supreme Court. Um, when are they expecting the ruling on that? You know, it, it depends on um, uh, how long it, t- it really it takes them to come to a conclusion. And they have to okay. ultimately, what they do is they go into session now. Uh, so they hear the argument. Um, and remember, the Supreme Court is only uh, acting and deciding a case that has already been what's called adjudicated. Um and that is that um, uh, usually there's uh, the process is uh, a law is uh, established by uh, a court somewhere in the system, uh, or excuse me, the people in the system. Uh, local could be could be a local uh, city, county, state, state. okay, um, even federal that mm-hmm. has been adjudicated. There's been a, there's been a ruling on that by some judge somewhere. Okay. Um, then the people didn't like the answer. And so then they appeal. So they the appeal Supreme it. Court. Well, they appeal okay. it up the system. So oh, like, okay. like, for example, um, the Supreme Court um, isn't going to hear, you know, uh, I live in Castle Rock. And let's say one of our judges in Castle Rock rules about something in Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not taking up that case. Right. Uh, now we could appeal it. And then if, if it's a rule of law that it, it now impacts everybody in the country, it, could, it would be appealed to the state uh, appeals board. And let's say we didn't like that answer. So now, or we liked it and somebody else didn't like that the appeals right. you know, uh, did it. Now it gets appealed to the federal appeals court. And then the federal appeals court 
uh, rules. And then we don't like that answer. So now we take it to the Supreme Court right. and, it, and it moves up the system. And sometimes uh, it does get thrown out along the way before well, remember not and, to and, hear it. Correct? And remember, uh, I think I described this before, but uh, the judges, there's nine of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, all 50 states have been uh, organized right. by, by judge. Um, and so, so they have a kind of a territory or a region that they are. You, you, you are of, responsible right? for that region. And you personally are the first line of attack. Mm-hmm. that they appeal to. And they're going to come to you mm-hmm. in your geography. So like if I'm in Colorado, there's a judge that we would re- appeal to. Right. Um, and that judge, so I'm talking about Supreme Court judge. Right. Decides all by themselves, by the way, right. with no explanation. Right. I'm, I'm going to pass this along. If they even want to bother to take it on. Or I'm going to pass this along and see if the court wants to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Or I, I say, no, we're not doing it. And that's it. And that's that's end of story. Right. You know, you know, there's nowhere else to go with it. Whatever the last ruling is, mm-hmm. that's it. Um, nope, I'm not taking it. We're not doing it. And they have that personal view of it. Right. Um, so they can control a lot of it. Well, uh, then they pass the, the other ones. Okay, we, we would like to consider this. So they go to the, the group. Would we like to take this on? And the judges decide and process, yeah, let's take it on. Um, and if they do, then it goes into the system. They can decide, no, we're not doing that either. So she could say, or he could say, let's, let's go ahead and consider it. And the group considers it and says, no, well, that's the end of story on right. that one. And then that's the end still, right? Or, yep, let's take it on. Okay. So in this case. But this made it all the way to the Supreme this, Court. This made it all, all, all the way. They want to hear and rule on it. Uh, and so they're ruling on the state of Mississippi abortion law. Now, the reason I'm going to talk about this is there's lots of confusion about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of and state- by the time this airs, there may have actually been a decision because Prob- we are taping in advance. Yeah, probably not. Uh, probably not. Usually Does it takes, take that long? Usually, yeah, it usually takes months, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, because they've got to process it through and they get their mm-hmm. uh, law clerks to look up law and write arguments and discuss it. And then they come okay. together in session and they argue together. Okay. You know, I think this is this is what the the Constitution says. This is what the mm-hmm. law says, and uh, I would I would really doubt that it would be that quick. It would. I'm thinking okay. that, I'm thinking this is going to be coming out in could be like February March. Uh, wow. Before okay. before it's coming out, but um, that's that's the essence of it. So um, a lot of confusion about this, <laughs> and uh, the the press is portraying it as a repeal of uh, Roe versus Wade, which right. is the In original. In fact, I think there's a headline that I read just yesterday that said something about, the, you know, it quoted it just as that. Yeah. You know, uh, Roe and then, versus and, Wade is being challenged. Right. And remember, that was, that was back in the 70s mm-hmm. uh, where they introduced, prior to that, it was illegal to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, because of the uh, culture and the values of the country. And they they uh, put it into the Supreme Court um, through a series in the whole process. Uh, they uh, challenged the system. It got ruled on, and then it's re- given to the Supreme Court. And they ruled that abortion was okay. Um, and um, uh, that became Roe versus Wade. And now abortions were were there. Okay, what's well, been a fight ever since? 
right. people what's called pro-life or pro-choice. Uh, pro-choice is I have the freedom to decide if I want to. Um, and then pro-life is, uh, no, uh, there should be limits on that because you're actually you know, killing an actual person. Uh, it's murder. Uh, so <laughs> I'll tell you a really cute little story. Uh, uh, Linda and I, this is after Roe versus Wade. And uh, um, I don't know if you remember uh, G. Gordon Liddy, who was Watergate. Uh, he was the guy that instituted Watergate with Nixon. Oh, okay. Um, and then Timothy Leary, who was mm -hmm. the uh, guy with LSD, drugs and all that. Well, um, after Liddy gets released from prison, um, he he became a spokesman for uh, basically Christian and conservative uh, values. Um, oh, and he was, by the way, he was terrific uh, speaker. I mean, he was just, he was a uh, great logic and just a great debater. So he and Leary uh, went around the country debating a variety of things. And you would, you would, they would show up and they showed up. We lived in Boulder, Colorado at the time. And they showed up at the theater and they had a debate. So we, uh -huh. we attended. It was like, hey, this will be fun. You know, so we attended. So the topic became abortion. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the sequence was one person would start it. They'd have 20 minutes. Then the opposite person would have 20 minutes to refute it. And then there would be a final statement at the end. So uh, Timothy Leary stood up and, um, and he talked for 20 minutes on abortion. Right. And his, one of his phrases was a mother has the right to, a mother has the right to, a mother has the right to. And he said that, you know, 20 for 20 minutes. <laughs> so G. Gordon Liddy stands up and says, I just have one thing to say about this. How can you call anybody a mother that kills her baby? And that wow. was, and he sat down. <laughs> and it was wow. like, it was like, oh, that's kind of profound. <laughs> You're not a mother. <laughs> You're actually not a mother. Uh, so it was really, it was really clever. Uh, so uh, this whole issue of, of abortion uh, is, uh, it's an important thing. And that's why a lot of Christians are supporting pro-life that uh, we would, we would like to preserve life and do everything we can to preserve life. Uh, and they're working at it. They've been working at it. So this, this uh, state came up and, and so it's, it's talked about as a repeal of abortion or a, a repeal of Wade, uh, Roe versus Wade, that's not true. Um, it's strictly a uh, ruling about the state's right to decide about the limit at which week they are now limited to uh, have an abortion. Uh, and so- and Okay, so talk me through. So Roe v. Wade actually allows abortion on allows, a federal level. Allows abortion correct? on a federal and level. And so now this is challenging um, the state's ability then to come in and say, okay, this is the umbrella, it's allowed, but as a state, we can determine at what time in, in the spectrum of its life it could be. Is right. that what you're saying? Right. And, and it's called the, the term upon which you could then conduct an abortion. Uh, and so what, what the uh, state of Mississippi said mm -hmm. is... Um, you can't have an abortion past the 15th week. Right. Um, and Texas recently has said it's after the sixth week. Six week. Uh, so they've actually shortened it. And, uh, and they're part of, in essence, they're going to be part of this ruling 
which is mm-hmm. which has been challenged as well. Because that's, it's really determining if the states are allowed to put so, a limit on that. If so, they can so the that. ruling exactly. So the ruling by the Supreme Court mm-hmm. is strictly going to be: we give the states the right to mm-hmm. determine the limit at which they no longer can have an abortion. Um, and we're not going to set it as a federal So this rule. is more about states' rights than it is actually abortion. Abortion is the platform. Exactly. Uh, and it's really okay. about states' rights, and it's really about setting limits as mm-hmm. to when you can have an abortion. So it's, it's a topic of abortion, but it's the states' rights uh, to vote it so that um, it's not going to end abortion. Right. It's not uh, actually repealing Roe v. Wade at all. It's not repealing it's Roe v. Wade. It's defining it more it's defining individually it, by state. Giving the states the right to decide their their perspective on it, which then uh, will be, uh, remember, every state has their own Supreme Court. Right. So um, even, in, even in Mississippi, which, by the way, happened, they, were, uh, they passed the law. Mm-hmm. Um, it was challenged, appealed. Mm-hmm. They appealed it. Um, uh, they didn't get satisfaction. I'm talking about the people that were pro-choice, appealed it to the su- state Supreme Court, and they upheld it. Nope, mm-hmm. they had the right to do this. Um, okay, this is what's being appealed to the Supreme Court of the federal okay. uh, United States is um, we want you to overturn their ability to decide that. Okay. Uh, so they're really devaluate, or evaluating states' rights about this okay. issue. Uh, so the outcome uh, will either be, yes, we, we mm-hmm. uphold the state of Mississippi's rule and they have the right to exercise that rule and we have no other uh, rule to add to that. And now Which therefore- Which will then kind of set precedent for other states to do the same, right? Exactly. To define what they, what term they deem it to be done in That's their right. state. So, okay. so uh, for example, uh, when they get ruled, let's say they rule in favor of that, mm-hmm. then Texas rule stands. Right. Because it comes under yeah, the that state's, makes sense. state's right. Uh, well, that yeah. means what will happen, uh, there's a couple of things that are happening. By the way, it's uh, uh, the, the court right now is, and this is why the desire is what's called stack the court and add more mm-hmm. more judges. Uh, which isn't getting anywhere, by the way, but um, right now it'd be six conservative and three uh, not conservative. Uh, right. And, and the court has become kind of political. Uh, you can mm-hmm. look at the rulings and oh, they kind of yeah. line up how they'd go. And they think right now that it would be a 5-4 ruling in favor of state of Mississippi uh, okay. that it will pass. Okay. So if it passes, mm-hmm. and by the way, we've talked about it, it'll probably take several months to get to that point. Um, then um, a couple of things I think is going to happen, which, which has implications for what we're talking about. Uh, one is then every state will then, I would say quickly, go to define their rules or what they want. Right. Uh, and so uh, a state like New York that has already passed, you can have abortion in what's called third trimester. Um, even up to the time of birth, uh, probably, uh, by the way, if, if the court rules uh, in favor of the state of Mississippi, they're also ruling in favor of the state of New York having that rule. Um, yeah. Uh, so every, because it really is, it's about control of the state. Right. 
right, deciding the issue. Uh, and by the way, it's not it's not abandoning uh, or rejecting abortion. It's really given the limit to when you could have an abortion. Uh, so uh, they're working on that. And then so all I believe what will happen is all the states will then pretty quickly work to decide their own level. Uh, and the level is that which which uh, time frame, which could be like New York all the way to the very end. Right. Uh, you could have an abortion or they limit it to certain uh, trimesters or whatever, but every state will have its own. And then people within that state will have to uh, decide uh, to try to get their state to support pro-life and by reducing, basically it's reducing the limit of the time. So when you pass that time, you can't, you can't have it anymore. Um, so they're trying to make it more difficult to basically have the abortion or to make that decision later. And by the way, um, and I've, I've worked actually uh, with uh, teaching abiding to uh, pro, pro-life pro groups, um, uh, one out of Missouri, by the way, that has uh, been a great story. Sometime we should actually actually have her on as a guest because uh, okay. she can tell a story about abiding, learning to abide, learning to hear from God, let God direct traffic. Um, mm. And um, she is at a point in Missouri by following God that literally there were no abortions done in, in Missouri. Uh, really, and it's a it's a remarkable story. Um, and oh, now she's now, now I she's would love to have her on. Now she's being asked to uh, go national uh, and help others. And and her whole whole understanding is uh, well, I got to teach you how to how to follow God's God's uh, process. I don't have a system. I followed, right. I followed God. And, and so it's really a, a fantastic story uh, of what happened. Uh, and she's still engaged in the battle, of course. But but her, her... And now, do you mean no abortions in all of Missouri or in the group that she was No abortions in Missouri. With? No abortions in Missouri. Really? At all. Wow. I had no uh, Now, by the way, they, they went across state. They went to you know, right, Ill- right. Illinois and Arkansas and, mm-hmm. and uh, Iowa and got abortions. But Mm-hmm. There weren't any there because of the cool stuff that happened. And it's, it's just a, it's just an amazing oh, wow. story uh, mm-hmm. of what happened. Uh, and by the way, it hasn't been, it wasn't per se outlawed. It right. was, it was done through a whole series of other things that God did. So that was, that was really cool. Um, so anyway, um, what she does is uh, they work toward when around these abortion clinics uh, they would they they have a right to set up, and as people are going to the abortion clinic, uh, what they do is they invite uh, people. Well, before you go there, would you come over here to our trailer uh, and watch a uh, ultrasound of your uh, life in you? And a lot of people, yeah, okay, I will. And then they go, and then they visually see that life. And it's, you can see it. I mean, it's it's yeah. very early. Uh, the time. technology now too, you can see so clearly. Yeah, and it's moving, and it's you know you can see the form of it, and and so that that convinces a lot of them. It's like, oh man, that's living. Uh, and then they say, you know, we can help you, you know, go to adoption, you know, a variety of things we can help you do, and, and instead of uh, having an abortion. So um, the thought of limiting the time is. Um, if they can limit the time and then they can go show people that life that they would at least hesitate long enough right. to get past that time and then say, okay, now I'm right. gonna, I have to keep the baby. So 
uh, now I'll adopt it or give it up for adoption. So, right. uh, or even seek services. You know, I think a lot of pro-life, um, uh, not companies, I can't think, but, but pro-life um, support services yeah. now are really um, coming around to the idea that it's not even just preventing, but then we need to come in and support and equipped and Absolutely. walk alongside the moms because there is real fear and um, real anxieties and real, you know, real issues that are going on that led them to consider it to begin with. And as Christ followers, we need to be walking with them. In that. Yeah. And one of, one of the things, by the way, that, uh, that uh, her name's Bridget, um, she really received was um, you don't need to attack what the other party's doing uh, and, and yell at him and scream at him and, and come against no, him. None why, of that looks like Jesus. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you just invite people? to the truth and let them at least have a chance. You can't control their choices, but if you can give them an opportunity to see something different, invite them to that Mm -hmm. uh, and do it out of, out of love and not condemnation. Uh, And that changed everything where people started to uh, uh, go to these ultrasound centers and, and then they decided not to have abortions. And then there's a whole, whole other things that happened where they, they just, they basically wound up with no clinics. Because it wasn't profitable. Right. It was really interesting. Wow. Uh, so cool. it was really cool. So anyway, what I think is going to happen on this is, first of all, that we know for sure the states will then, I think, pretty quick through their legislatures and governors uh, get to a point of, okay, let's decide what we want to do mm-hmm. and set it up. And I think they will. Um, and there'll be a variety of very liberal states, liberal meaning uh, uh, not willing to limit abortions. Okay. And other states, what we'd call conservative, that would be, yeah, we'd less limit it, and would probably look at Mississippi, probably look at Texas, get some get some uh, physicians involved, and say, okay, I think I think the best time is this, and then pass it through their legislature, and, and governor will sign the bill. Um, I think that'll happen. I think right away, uh, what will happen is that um, if they if they rule in favor of the state of Mississippi. Which, remember, is just setting the stage. It's not banning abortions. Mm-hmm. It's strictly setting the ability of the state to set limits. Right. But I think because of the misinformation, people will say it's a banning abortions. And we'll see. I think we could see, again, rioting. I think we could see a tremendous demonstration against it that take it farther than it really is and use it as an excuse and again, what I see uh, is the issue as we're facing it about the end is lawlessness. Right. Uh, is it's it's building lawlessness uh, into a process of uh, uh, taking you know, and that the when the Supreme Court rules, by the way, that's law. Right. And the country is supposed <laughs> to honor that mm-hmm. uh, and respect it. But I think we right. I think we're losing that. Uh, where we, if we don't agree with that, we're just gonna we're gonna demonstrate, fight, and even riot and cause damage against it because we think that's a bad uh, decision. And in law, is no longer respected, which is the which is the definition of lawlessness. And by the way, Paul, and there's a way to challenge law without going to all of those things yeah. as well. You know, <laughs> yeah, or to or to look at what's really the truth of this and mm-hmm. what does that mean and what what do I need to do next? And because uh, their their remedy would be well then we gotta go to the state level 
And even even in Mississippi, people who are, who are pro-choice can say, well, we're going to go back and try to get them to expand that limit, which they have a right to do. Uh, right. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but um, I just wanted to kind of help everybody get clarity about this. So yeah, that- no, I think that's really good because there's so many different media sources coming with their different skew. And honestly, on both ends of the spectrum, um, people are reporting things with an agenda. And so to simply hear the facts on things and to learn to discern in the midst of this is an important thing for us. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I keep praying and understanding it, but uh, recognize that um, because we're dealing in um, what I believe is a, a strong spiritual uh, activity, which is uh, principalities and powers is that um, the outcome of this I believe will be tend to go toward chaos, will tend to go toward division, right. will tend to go toward uh, lawlessness, right. which is what Paul says is going to happen at the very end. You know, so is this another indicator right. as we see the result of this? Uh, are we moving closer and closer to lawlessness? Right. And we'll talk. We'll talk more about. And that. we have seen that time and time. You know, we've seen that with with race issues. Now we've seen it with vaccine issues. We've seen, you know we we continue to see a cycle of lawlessness being how people are handling things now. And so it, it is an interesting thing to watch. Right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so I think that'll be helpful for people to at least understand it, watch for it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, right now it's in the hands of the Supreme Court justices. They've heard the argument. Um, and now uh, because of that, uh, and they take these these arguments and what they do is, by the way, they go, uh, and this is what their law clerks are all about, um, is, okay, they'll say, go look up these rulings, uh, which are cases that have been already adjudicated in the in the country, and go bring that forward. And then they bring those forward to their discussion and say, well, this, this ruling says this, and they shouldn't have that right. And others one, yeah, this one says this, and it, we should have that right. So they ultimately have to decide, you know, which way to go. But unfortunately, um, the Supreme Court has become a little bit political, uh, which is why at the moment, because it's 6-3 more conservative than it is not, it's likely that they'll rule in favor of this because um, they would be supporters of states' rights to do this. So, right. uh, and by the way, this will maybe have implication for other things that the states want to do, like uh, vaccines and uh, right. COVID. Yeah, uh, yeah there, is, there are a lot of further implications here because it is for states' rights. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I, as we look Very at the uh, look at the discussion of uh, of the end, is that um, is this a contributor, another contributor uh, to the lawlessness and the aspect of division? Because a house divided cannot stand. Is this just cementing that even deeper? You know, because I think we're dealing with principalities and power. So uh, I think it was just a good discussion to get on the table. And uh, uh, as we come in our series, uh, that. Um, uh, one of the outcomes as we look at the, remember the tribulation is Daniel's last week mm-hmm. starts with the, uh, the beast, the, the system of the beast, a one world government, the mid trib three and a half years. Uh, in that first three and a half years, there is appears to be great wealth building. Right. Uh, by the way, the appearance of it, not necessarily the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the antichrist by the, by that time has established himself as uh, equivalent to I'm running the beast and I am the beast. Uh, now he says, I'm God. 
uh, and everybody needs to worship me. Uh, that issues in God's wrath. And we talked about the trumpets right. and it's blowing. The trumpet is always blowing. God's wrath is coming. And uh, the, there's been six of them that we've talked about. Well, now we get to the place where it's approaching the very end. So if you go to uh, Revelation 11 and read verses uh, 15 through 19, Revelation 11, uh, 15 through 19. Sure. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven, saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders who sit on the thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who is and who was, for you have taken your great power and begun to reign. The nations raged, but your wrath came, and the time for the dead to be judged." And for rewarding of your servants, the prophets and saints, and those who fear your name, both small and great, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant was seen within his temple. There were flashes of lightning, rumbles, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and heavy hail. Uh, so this is, uh, uh, remember, there's been six uh, uh, judgments, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's seven total. And then the seventh one issues in what's called the bowls. And they, this is now the next level of the final judgment. There's seven things that happen in the final uh, judgment. All this other six have all been singular. Uh, these are singular things. Now, the seventh one, which we'll get into, is called the bowl judgments. The seventh one includes seven things. <laughs> so it's an wow. in interesting sequence. Uh, but he basically, it says... This is it. Uh, this is the time uh, of the end. And mm -hmm. um, uh, the kingdom of God is going to retake over earth. And he's going to bring the final judgment against the earth. Um, and, you know, hail to the, uh, the king and, uh, you know, thunder and lightning. And all. it's like, get ready. The storm is here. And it's finalized. So there's an announcement in interesting enough in heaven. Right. Hey, everybody in heaven. This is it. This is uh, it. You know, as I read this, um, being that I love music, um, all I can hear is the hallelujah chorus now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kingdom of the world has become and the kingdom of the Lord, kingdom of our Lord in Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. That is now playing in my head over and over yeah. as we talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Linda loves that. And, and uh, she sings that in. And yeah. he shall reign forever yeah. <laughs> and ever. Yeah, and, and it's a beautiful so, song, but yeah. I I could picture you, yeah. you picture that erupting. Yeah, and you think know? of uh, you know think of Handel that wrote mm -hmm. this. Uh, he you know he was a student of the word you know and he, Absolutely, he brought yeah. that into that fantastic uh, expression. And he does it with such crescendo. Yeah. That you, I mean, like when I think of it, this, this comes to life, yeah, you know? Yeah. And one thing, by the way, and this is important, uh, actually, as you uh, uh, even go to, toward Christmas here and then into Easter is uh, the Messiah written by Handel. Um, see, a lot of people think, well, man, that those are really beautiful uh, verses. Well, they're all biblical. Right. Uh, get them right out of, get them right out of your revelation. Yeah. Uh, and just put music to it. Uh, and that's that's a beautiful thing. Uh, so, by the way, uh, Christmas carols, and maybe we should have a, a day on Christmas carols. Um, the authors of those and the writers of those, uh, there's some fantastic stories. 
about the Christmas carols that we sing. Yeah. That we kind of tend to take for granted, but there's there's meaning behind all those of biblical truth that right. they wanted to bring out in song. Uh, mm. So uh, maybe maybe we should do that. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let's go to uh, uh, then go to Revelation 15, and this is uh, <laughs> uh, they've just announced it. Okay, this is it. Um, uh, this is cool. Uh, heaven prepares for it. So read, uh, read uh, Revelation 15, 1 to 8. Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and amazing, seven angels with seven plagues, which are the last, for with them the wrath of God is finished. And I saw what appeared to be a sea of glass mingled with fire, and also those who had conquered the beast and its image and the number of its name standing beside the sea of glass with harps of God in their hands. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. After this I looked, and the sanctuary of the tent of witness in heaven was opened. And out of the sanctuary came seven angels with the seven plagues, clothed in pure bright linen, with gold sashes around their chest. And one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls, full of the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. And the sanctuary was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one could enter the sanctuary until the seven plagues of the seven angels were finished. Yeah. So um, uh, it's basically saying uh, heaven is preparing Mm -hmm. uh, for, and again, um, remember we've had six, uh, uh, trumpets and six, uh, judgments. He's basically saying the final one, um, is going to be seven different things. Um, and they're going to be poured out on earth, uh, and everybody uh, in heaven get, get ready for it. And, uh, it's a, it's a fairly short period of time that this happens. So this is at the very end of the tribulation. Because it basically. Do you remember, if you don't mind me asking, do you remember how many plagues there were um, with the Egyptians? With... There were 10. There were 10. Okay. There were 10. I just couldn't remember. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. There were 10. <laughs> uh, 10 uh, and um, they were they were singular, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, one after the other. One, Yeah. Um, and they kept getting more. <laughs> more, more, more severe as it went. In a sense, severe and, and troublesome. Um, and uh, even then, Pharaoh said, I'm not. No, I'm not doing it. Right. Uh, but this is seven simultaneous. No, these will be is seven. That... These will be seven right one right after the other, but they're but they happen to be categorized as the okay. final the final judgment. Oh, okay. So gotcha. there's there think of seven judgments. Mm-hmm. We've had six. Right. The seventh one are seven specific seven. things okay. that happen one right after the other. Okay. But they're going to happen fairly quickly, right after the other. Uh, and by mm -hmm. he, he says, this is it. Mm -hmm. And and what does it say? The tabernacle. And and, mm -hmm. and again, remember, this is all uh, spiritual stuff going on in heaven. Right. Uh, is filled with what? With smoke from the glory of God the and glory, from his power. The glory yeah. of God uh, from his power uh, is called Shekinah glory. It's... It's the magnificence of God that's so overwhelming mm -hmm. 
-hmm. It's so magnificent that um, uh, basically nobody can function. Nobody can can act. All it's just so much awe of the power, magnificence, power of God that it it fills the entire place, mm. um, and everybody basically is in a, at a standstill in heaven, saying, "Okay, whatever they've been doing normally, <laughs> they're not doing. Uh, right. They're just standing. They're just waiting. They're just okay. We're just going to be here." until it finishes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is it, you know, so God, so heaven prepares, interesting enough for the final judgment uh, that is going to be uh, occurring on earth. Now, uh, this is really interesting. Um, if we have been raptured, mm-hmm. remember at this point, the two possibilities at this point could be the pre-trib or, right. mi- or mid-trib. Right. Uh, if we're if we're uh, raptured, I mean, remember we're translated, never going through physical death. Mm-hmm. We're translated alive into our resurrected uh, body, um, and we're just in an instant we we wind up in this place that they're talking about. So would we then get to witness this? We'll be there. Uh, Interesting. Uh, well, if this is true, and again, the only other possibility is that we're we're not raptured. And it's, right. and it's post-trib. And it's post-trib. Okay. Uh, so we're still on earth, actually uh, engaged in receiving the judgments of God. Mm-hmm. But again, it would be similar to Israel and Moses, like you brought up. Where there's protection. Where, the yes, it happens, but they don't get affected by it. Uh, so, uh, but if we're there, if we're raptured, we're physically here just in this, mm-hmm. in this description experiencing the Shekinah glory of God and waiting. Okay, this is it. Now, guess what? Um, we who are raptured and, and those that are uh, with with God, what are, what are we going to get to be able to do next? You know? Uh, you, no, you tell me. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna, to, it's going to initiate the, what's called the millennium. Mm, and we're coming, okay. we're coming back. Right. Uh, to the right. physical earth. Uh, and we're going to reign with him. So um, it's it's that's why everybody get ready because mm-hmm. what is about to happen coming. and then what you're going to be participating in, you know, get ready for it. So um, it's interesting that uh, it's announced. Get ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, understand this is coming out of the magnificence of God. Now, this is really cool, by the way. It says in there is the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the covenant? Blessed to be a blessing. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. So in other words, that describes the essence of the nature of God. Is Mm. it's always about the covenant. Uh, Now, I give you free will that you can reject it. And the entire world has rejected it. Right. They even think that God is evil. Mm -hmm. What they would consider to be evil. And they're trying to get rid of him. Why? Well, because it's a spiritual battle with Satan. Satan wants the world to worship him. And God says, well, I'm God. Uh, and my heart is the covenant. And there in the tabernacle is I'm about ready to again establish the covenant on earth with the Jews. And then the, the ones that have a heart to follow me in the next thousand years, they're going to live out the beauty of the covenant. 
Wow. And that's my heart. And by the way, there it is. It's ready. I'm ready to go. Let's go. And so mm-hmm. wrath, see, wrath isn't just punishment. It's to uh, come to get rid of darkness so that light can shine again. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about. So uh, we'll get I into think that. That's, it's interesting as you talk about that. I, I know we're probably running short on time, but um, at some point I'd love to just press into more about the wrath of God, because I do think the wrath of God is something that people really struggle with. Um, And more often than not, we tend to focus strictly on the love of God. Yes. And so when we begin to teach about the wrath of God, people really struggle to, um, to bring those two things together to what that looks like and to really grapple with how can he be a loving God and be a just God and how they really differentiate yet understand that to be a loving God, he must be a just God. And so that may be something we want to talk about. Yeah. Next week we can talk about that because uh, this is what's called the final wrath of God. Mm -hmm. Um, And these seven bowl judgments that are now part of the seventh judgment, Mm are God's wrath against mankind. And the question is, um, how is that? And what is that all about? And I thought God was love and how could he even do that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. That, that we, let's talk about that. Uh, so yeah. we can, we can kind of discuss uh, the truth of that. Cause that's right. part of why God's inviting the remnant is mm-hmm. I am holy. Right. And you need to understand that so that don't get confused with what I call a sappy view of love. Right. But rather what real love is about and what what the nature of God is, which includes uh, judgment and includes wrath. And in fact, the part of us that desires justice is because we're in his image. Yeah. So that, that's an interesting facet of the whole thing too. So it, it is really interesting. A topic for another day. Yeah, it is. So we'll, we'll pick that up. So we'll uh, pick it up next week. Uh, and uh, uh, we'll continue this great discussion of uh, what's going on. And if you've got any questions about what we're describing, or even if you have a question about you want to raise up about, yeah, could you help me understand more about this abortion issue? Uh, sure, happy to. Uh, we'd, yeah. love to we'd love to answer. So send it in at uh, uh, questions at uh, afjministry.com, uh, questions at afjministry.com, uh, or YouTube, and we're happy to, happy to answer them. And Kathy, great. we will uh, see you next uh, Monday. Pick up uh, uh, the issue of overcoming worry, fear, and anxiety again, and we'll pick this up again next Friday. Yeah, sounds great. And thanks so much for sharing with us. Thank you for joining us, everyone. And if you enjoyed today, be a friend and tell a friend. Pass it on. Um, We are getting to some really interesting stuff. And if you are like me, you learned a new vocabulary word today. Adjudicated is now added to my... (laughs) My vocabulary, not what I had before. That's it. That's it. So uh, anyway, have a great day, everyone. And thanks for joining us. We'll see you. See you you next week. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.